Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey guys, this is Blaze, and I am back this week to talk about feng shui, which I'm sure I pronounce horribly, but I have been trying to put some of this into practice in my life, and I wanted to share all of my feels and part of the process, and I guess what I've gained and what I've discovered through applying this to my life. So this summer, I have decided that I need to just get my shit together, right? That's what we always need to do is just get our shit together. And one of the eternal conundrums in my life is how do I balance being a full-time mom with starting a business and running a business? And where do I find the time and how do you be successful all around? And I know I'm not the only woman, mother, parent, just human with this struggle. How do you get your shit together and make your life work? And I have always been fascinated with this concept that, you know, our lives are formed not just by our thoughts and by our actions, but also by the spaces in which we live. And I find that to be so true. And I incorporate it into my coaching practice as well, is that we often need a physical reminder or a physical alteration in our space in order to make our changes last. So feng shui feng shui. Oh my God, you guys are going to have to bear with me because I am terrible at those words. <laughs> it really resonates with me in the concept of it, in that as you shift your space, as you alter it to be more in tune with your purpose and with, it would talk about your energy, your, um, your innate luck, that you start to influence the way that opportunities show up and the way that you feel, and that influences the way that you act. And I'm like, well, yeah, that makes a hundred percent sense to me. So let's just go for it. So I've been immersing myself in learning how to change up my space and how to declutter and how to arrange things. And it's interesting because it's not just a more pleasant manner, but a more functional manner and a more um, energetically aligned manner, which should be intuitive. And it's interesting because what I've noticed is that when I seem to get it right, I feel the difference pretty immediately. And I'm like, oh yeah, that feels so much better. But it seems counterintuitive a lot of the times, because obviously if I knew what I was doing, I would have set it up quote unquote, right the first time, but that's not ever how life works. So I've been going through these suggestions on how to arrange an office, how to arrange a bedroom, how to arrange like your front entryway, your living space, and what makes the energy work and what makes it not work, um, how the energy meridians of the earth line up and the all of the directions. And then it gets even more specific in what I'm learning, um, talking about people's um, energy number for when they were born and their birth year and birth date and what's powerful for them. And everybody apparently has all of these different directions. So you're going to have a success direction, a relationship direction, a 
wisdom direction and a health direction. And facing those directions is said to be strong for you and help bring in those particular energies and success in those particular um, areas. And then in general, there's some things that you should do before you even get to that. And it's been a lot of information to take in. And my experience has been, I think I want to say funny. Like I laugh at it because some days I'm like, I just need to get this done. And if I don't do it right, I'm going to fail. And the cosmic energy of the universe is going to fail me in my space. And clearly I'm working against myself here if I don't get it 100% right. But the truth is there's no 100% right. No one ever has a 100% perfect space. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So... I go through these ups and downs of um, getting excited about what I'm going to do, realizing that I don't know what the hell I'm doing, calling in help, rearranging paintings, pulling things down, and putting new things up and looking at it going, no, that's not right. Nah. And watching myself with such amusement as this whole thing unfolds. Because one, okay, no one told me I had to do this. Not a not a one, not a person in my family, my friends, nobody would be like, Blaze, you know what you really need to do in your life is just scramble everything in your environment and change up all of your rooms and repaint things and put up different paintings and do all this work. Nobody, zero people said that. And yet my emotional reaction is like, fuck, if I don't get this done, then I'm failing my entire family. <laughs> I think I have this thought because in my mind, doing this is to set up the whole family for more harmonious relationships, better finances, um, just better success in our endeavors and our business and my husband's work, uh, better energy coming into the house to have, you know, better health so that we're able to like live really long and happy and fruitful lives. And isn't it hilarious how quickly we can get caught up in anything? Like it doesn't have to be the feng shui journey. For me, it's just realizing that no matter what the goal is, we get so attached to the damn thing that it now becomes the end all or be all of what's going on. And it's like, we just suddenly decide that stakes are high or low. And I'm laughing because I know I do this all the time. And if you're listening to this, you probably have to, where you're like, okay, I've had this, this funky idea that I think I'm going to try out. Won't it be fun? And it goes from this funky, fun thing that you're going to try to, I'm going to cry in my room because I don't know how to fix this thing that it wasn't, I didn't even know was a problem or was broken 20 minutes ago, but clearly it's destroying our lives. Oh my gosh. So lessons from this is nothing was wrong. Nothing is wrong. Everything's going to be fine. And it's also some really cool knowledge and I can make of it what I will right? Like I can certainly tap into some of this wisdom from the ages from thousands of years of people experimenting and having success and starting to learn the concepts and apply them. And something that I try to do in everything I do, but I'm going to talk specifically about this particular process is I always want to understand the why, like the concept underneath why something suggested or not suggested so that I understand the purpose and what I'm doing. And I'm not just um, taking someone's word for it, like, oh, well, every door needs to be this color facing this direction or whatever, or, or it's bad for the people in the house. Like that kind of stuff never has sat well with me. And I don't believe that. But if I understand the underlying concept of why that might be said, or what's going on, I can go, ah, okay, I understand that it's about creating a clean 
um, avenue for energy to flow into your house. And energetically, that represents like the luck of your life and the energy and the money and the people and the opportunities. And you want that to be able to enter your home. And you also want to step out of your home and feel like it's not cluttered and difficult to traverse. You want the energy to fly clearly out of your house so that if you have an idea or something that you want to launch, that you feel free and like you're energetically able to do that. And I was like, oh, well, that that feels pretty good. Okay, I get it. Yes, I will sweep my front entrance, right? So things like that have made a lot of sense and I've enjoyed doing. One, honestly, the big, the big gain here has been the decluttering. I get obsessed with it because it's so easy to collect knickknacks and cool stuff. And as a crafty, artistic person, I am always, always collecting of the things. And then I'm like, shit, I've got so many knickknacks on every surface. Now it's just like, it might as well be a, a flea, flea tag sale. What the hell do you call it? <laughs> a flea market? Oh my God. I don't know. But there's just stuff everywhere on every surface. So I'm like, okay, well, which ones do you really love? Which ones make you feel good? And why not? find those and put them in a space that feels nice rather than having everything. And that made sense. So already, and we've all watched the Marie Kondo, right? Like clear out your space, clear out your life. And that makes sense. This is taking it to another level for me where it's saying, okay, now that you've decluttered and you've chosen the things that make you feel good and happy, now it's time to find out where they're best placed in your space to help subconsciously activate the, um, the motivation, the awareness, the the stories in your head, actually, it sounds like that help you achieve success in these areas. So when I think of it that way, that makes so much more sense than like, well, you just always need a bucket of coins in your wealth corner. What? Why? And then she talks about um, in this course that I'm taking different people resonating with different elements more strongly than others, which I've definitely noticed. You know, there's people that are definitely more plant people, people that are more earthy, people that just resonate with fire or water. So that, okay, I can get down with that. Tell me the things. It talks about how for those people, certain objects and certain directions resonate more strongly with them. Like, all right, you know what? I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to give it a try. So I've been you know, clearing out space and understanding how to declutter, what, how maybe my criteria might work for what I might take out of my space and what I might want to leave in it. And it's been an education actually, and it, like a re-education for me about stuff I already knew, which is how our subconscious mind really picks up on everything in our environment. And what has been really cool is hearing and reading and studying about how in our bedrooms, this this is one of them, that any pictures that are hanging and the things that you see before you fall asleep, like your mind, just like when you're dreaming, doesn't know the difference between it being real or it being there. So in feng shui, it's like, you know, you don't want to have a mirror right by your bed because it's either doubling that it's just you in the bed and you're lonely, or it's like adding extra people to your bed if you have a partner. And unless you want that, that's probably not the best energy for that room. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of get that. And, you know, the energy of water, too much water around kind of makes you feel emotional or just more nervous, like you could drown or something in your sleep, which sounds dramatic to me. But I also, if I tap into that energy, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can totally see how I don't really want to be 
in a room that feels like ocean waves crashing on me. I just want to chill out in a nice, very calm, earthy or pale. Like I always like the pale greens personally from my rooms, but um, yeah. So noticing that there's the talk about what kind of pictures would you put in your space? So then if you have pictures of yourself and your partner, like putting them in the relationship corner, that's um, corner or wall or wherever it is, like that direction for you is powerful. And just have that intention as you put it there, like this is to strengthen my relationships. So I thought it was so fun that they talk about like, you know, if you're single, you can have pictures of just happy people together and you're attracting that into your life. But if you have someone specific that you're with, then you have pictures of you and them having fun, being happy in the health direction. It's not always about like, put all your gym equipment there. It can be, but it's interesting that she talks about how it's about this playful energy. It's about the um, youthful energy, feeling healthy and alive and vibrant. And what could you place in that area that just makes you feel those things? And to keep returning to the idea of it's not about the object itself. It's not about the image itself. It's about how it makes you feel and what it really ties into your subconscious. So something that I found that has made me feel profoundly happier And it surprised me because I was like, you know, our front foyer, when you come in has always been nice. Like it's a big, bright, open space. And one thing that this woman said is like, don't have a rug in front of your front door because it just slows down all the energy and stops it. And what you want is for it to come in very cleanly and like move right into the space. And you want it to flow into the, where you're living. You want it to flow to your offices so that you have success in your business and you want it to just go into the house and permeate the house. And you don't want to just um, have it get stuck on a dirty rug. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, that's what, you know, your front mat is for on the outside, like clean your shoes outside and then come in. And other things that she said was like, if you went into a wealthy house, what would you expect to see? And what do you see when you walk into your house? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I want wealth. I want success. So let's think about it. And she's like, well, if you walked into like a palace or some very wealthy person's house, you wouldn't see a pile of shoes and keys and bags and just stuff on the floor. And there wouldn't be like just a a carpet and you wouldn't see all the coats hanging. She's like, there would be a closet for that. And it would all be behind and it would be very clean and uncluttered. I was like, Oh, huh. (laughs) So this is the one that made me feel so much better was going in. I took the carpet in front of the front door. I moved it and it's now in my living room and it's like anchoring the energy in front of one of the couches and it looks and feels so good in there. Like it made the other room better. It made the front room better. It was really weird for like the first day where I'm like, Oh, do we need it there? And now I'm like, no, we really, really don't. And it feels so much more open and bright and clean and energetic flowing. It feels good you guys. And I moved all the shoes. We had baskets and baskets of shoes and I put them into the the little closet. And now I'm like, Oh, well, it's just as easy to grab your shoes. You just open this door instead of throwing it in a basket. And now we're not staring at people's discarded shoes all the time. It's a win. Totally freaking awesome. Ah, I like it. And the other major happening for me was the going through of all of the images. Cause we are art collectors. Like we have so much art, art that I've made, art that my friends have made. And I've noticed like what I've chosen to purchase is often, um, illustrations of characters and not all of them are happy and not all of them are about harmony and relationships and people having fun. And I noticed also that I never put up a ton of images of people that live here, like in this house. Like I just don't put up photos. It hasn't been a thing that I've done, 
but I'm starting to, and it's making me feel really happy and connected to the space in a way that I hadn't been before. So I've learned a lot about myself and like where my blind spots were and how I wasn't necessarily making room or space consciously or unconsciously for whatever reason in these certain areas. And now I'm like, oh, okay, not only am I putting them into my space, but I'm also hopefully putting them in an optimal space for this family to feel connected and loved and to just move that energy through the house. So putting up images of me and my daughter and my husband and her, and then I want to get some of him, me, her, and my mother-in-law, like, because we're the people who live here and have it be really welcoming to us when we come in the house, rather than the way we have it set up now, it's like, it could be a freaking museum. Like you come in and it's just all these paintings that other people have done. And it says nothing about the people who live here. And I'm like, yeah, okay. As I'm adjusting it and making it more about us and the people who live here, it's feeling really brighter, cleaner, happier, so much fun. And the last thing that I'll mention on this journey that has been blowing my mind is recognizing where I place myself and to imagine where would I want to be if I was in like this queenly regal energy, where would I place myself or where would I want my husband to place himself or just anybody, where would we want to sit to feel powerful in our space? And something that I noticed is that we have all of this huge, beautiful space, but a lot of the times we end up setting up with our backs facing the front like our backs to the hallway or backs to the entrance. And it's so that we can like watch TV or look at something else, but it's not energetically powerful in any way. And once that was pointed out to me, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I totally get that. I totally get that. Like, why would I be sitting always with my back facing all of the energy coming into this room and blocking it? And then every time someone comes down the hallway or comes to join, you have to turn around and be like, what, what do you want? Who are you? What? Are, why are you here? what would it be like if we just flipped the couch around, right? And we just changed the focus to the other side of the room. And now we can see people coming in from the front. We can see them coming in from the kitchen. Like every time something's coming in, we can see it. That is my next major project. And I think it's going to make a huge, huge difference in just the harmony, I guess, of the space. And I know that this was <laughs> an interesting um, foray into my subconscious and into the way that we plan and that we shape our home and that it was, it was for fun. Like I'm doing it for fun, but I am noticing already that, you know, my relationships seem to automatically be improving. Like I'm hearing from people more. I feel happier hearing from people. I know that sounds silly, but it, it's interesting how just a simple shift in the environment seems to make it easier for people to reach out to me. And I find that fascinating because I know that this is on an energetic level. It's not something that I went out and told people about. It's not something that is even obvious because it's inside of my house. It's not out there in the world. And yet the changes are happening. And I can see it in the way that the family dynamics are working. I can see it in that my kid is sleeping better, that I'm sleeping better, that business is going better that my kid's sleeping in her own room again. Like I was able to help get her room back under control for her and not just take into consideration things she told me about her space, but also this energetic um, underlying truth, I guess, about spaces in general to give her a more powerful position and take away things that subconsciously could feel like they were scarier, like eating her, um, poking at her energy. And within really like three days of that, she just moved back into her room and sleeps there now, which I swear is a modern day miracle. Thank you. So 
you guys, this stuff is fun. (laughs) And that's, that's been my experience. That's been my emotional journey. And I hope that you got a kick out of hearing it. And if you're curious about feng shui or just uh, the subconscious energy of objects, reach out to me. I'd love to talk about it because I find it fascinating and hopefully I can point you in the right direction to have some fun and play with this too. All right. Have a marvelous week and I will see you next time. And I'm wishing you lots and lots of wonderful energy in your spaces, in your home and the places that you work and travel and in your relationships in your life. All right. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.